Hello, my name is Drew Swanson, and I am a recovering nice guy. Each episode, I dive into a chapter of the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, by Dr. Robert Glover. I hope to reflect on the information presented, and if you or someone you know might be a nice guy, I hope my insights can help you along on your own journey. I'm sure this has happened to at least a handful of you, if you're anything like me. You set out to accomplish something, but somehow, some way, you end up burned out. For me, it was a mixture of trying to do too much at once, followed by a lengthy depression. If you've been listening, which apparently is far more people than I ever expected, I sincerely thank you for checking this out. Further, I apologize for the long absence. I didn't expect to be gone from this for so long. Also, you may have seen the cluster F that my podcast's feed was on Spotify. I finally got that fixed. When I first submitted the show to Spotify, it was the only one that I had. Evidently, there were individual RSS feeds for each show, and one for the whole substack itself. The aggregate feed was the one that I used for the show, until today. Now, I have clean, separate feeds for each one. With that out of the way, this week, we continue with Chapter 3, Learn to Please Yourself, Part 3. Last episode, I finished off looking at Breaking Free Activity 8, and we're going to pick up right after it. Taking good care of the self helps the nice guy learn to approve of himself. As the heading states, if you really want to learn to approve of yourself, you have to start taking good care of yourself. In a phrase oft quoted by some individuals, treat yourself. Obviously, if you want to engage in this in a responsible manner, overindulgence can bite you in the rear. But don't be afraid to get yourself something nice. Get that nice haircut. Get a mani-pedi. If you're hesitant to get either of those, well, clearly you've never enjoyed the amazing feeling after the appointment. When you begin to consciously do good things for yourself, your mind starts to truly believe that you're worth something. And it can be difficult to think of something to do for yourself when you don't think you're worth it. Dr. Glover regularly engages his patients in brainstorming, making a list of possible things to do. They don't have to be as extravagant as a mani-pedi or getting a massage. They can be little things. Personally, in the last few weeks, I've been more regimented about when I'm eating and what I'm eating. It used to be that I would eat generally around the same times. Now, I listen to my body and only eat when I'm really hungry. Additionally, the things that I'm taking in are of a better quality than the junk I was used to eating. Being cognizant that I'm picking out better foods for my body and giving it what it needs when it really needs it feels like I've started treating it with some more respect. Another thing that's had a huge impact was actually not doing something. In November, I engaged in the No Shave November slash Movember challenge. Normally I shave regularly because I can never properly grow facial hair. 
At least that's what I'd been telling myself. By the end of the month, I had a small mustache and a little soul-patched and goatee. Nothing impressive and still fairly light. Normally, I'd be fed up and shave it off. Instead, I stuck to it. And now it's nearly March, and I have a fairly solid goatee. Would I prefer it to be thicker and fuller? Sure. But even what I have right now has still instilled a ton of confidence in me. I've even gotten remarks that I'm nigh unrecognizable. Breaking Free Activity 9 Make a list of the good things that you could do for yourself, and then hang it somewhere that you can see it every day. Choose something to do each day. In the examples, you don't have to follow my lead, it could be something as simple as adding flossing to your dental regimen, or a vegetable to every meal, or even drinking a bottle of water before your coffee each day. These could become atomic habits in the vein of James Clear, just small 1% improvements every day with exponential results. Positive Affirmations There's an age-old practice that can pay dividends when it comes to your own self-conceptions. When you stop for a moment to recognize the lies that you tell yourself, like, you're not worth it, you don't deserve anything nice, etc., you can start analyzing yourself for the positive things that can truly describe yourself. If you don't combine these positive messages with the other practices so far discussed, well, you're likely to lose the effectiveness of those positive self-affirmations. The affirmations go against your deeply held misconceptions, so if you don't reinforce them, you'll begin to believe that you're lying to yourself about being worthy of love. One is not necessarily the loneliest number. When you're recovering from the nice guy syndrome, it's important that you take some time for yourself to be alone. Now this may sound contrary to every notion that you might have, and I don't blame you. When you're a recovering nice guy like myself, the one thing you want more than anything else is acceptance and love. And that tends to be pretty difficult when you're all alone. At least that's where many of us go, especially immediately after a breakup. I spent the years 2012 to 2019 in and out of long-term relationships. Follow that up with a protracted friend zone period until 2021, and I now recognize that I spent nearly a third of my life in a relationship. I know I'm nearly 30, but for me, that is a significant amount of time. It's not always a cakewalk, and sometimes the loneliness, it can really grip me tightly. But I've been growing less and less lonely as time has gone on. I used to suffer from panic attacks, and I still have a diagnosed anxiety disorder, but in the last year, I've had fewer than 10 instances. Now, I've not taken many trips or retreats, as Dr. Glover suggests in the book, but I've certainly been enjoying the other aspects of being on my own. Without being accountable to anyone else other than yourself, there are fewer situations in which you have to self-sacrifice, compromise, or try to fix someone else's problems. The only person you end up accountable for is you. To take a bit from the philosophy of Stoicism, you should focus on the things that are in your control. And for a time, that should be you and what your needs are. One thing to keep in mind is your addictive habits. Dr. Glover suggests keeping a journal and writing your thoughts and feelings. If you're having trouble sharing them with others, 
a personal journal will be subject only to your scrutiny and judgment. And if you're following the ideas put forth in this chapter, my hope is that your entries will be more positive than in the past. Breaking Free Activity 10 For the 10th activity, write down some positive affirmations about yourself and find a good spot to display them on note cards. Keep them in rotation to make sure that the phrases don't go stale. Really process them. Your subconscious is likely going to try to fight them. Don't feel embarrassed. It's for you. And remember, you deserve praise for your positive qualities. Dr. Glover provides a few examples that you might use. I am perfectly imperfect. My needs are important. I can handle it. People love and accept me just as I am. And the one that really hit me, I'm the only person I have to please. I spent many years trying to please my parents through my actions, and I spent so much time attempting to please my partners much the same way. I was not being true to myself, and I've been able to relieve a significant amount of stress that I've held inside for years. Revealing Yourself Safely The next section is a process that will be individual for a lot of you. Nice guys hide their humanity from others, which reinforces negative beliefs that you hold. To change this, you've got to open up to someone. And I, in a way, consider anyone listening to this that's someone of a similar mind. What I'm doing here, it's a freaky thing. I'm really airing my dirty laundry here to the internet. As I write these episodes, it's certainly cathartic, releasing pent-up thoughts and feelings and reconsidering my past actions. I don't know if Dr. Glover would consider it cheating that I'm doing this without a live audience, as his examples in the book depict support group-like settings. His example in this section follows an individual attending a group regularly, but secretly he'd been dealing with another relapse into alcoholism. His initial reluctance went by the wayside as the other members tried to comfort him, but things for the man escalated as he revealed he relapsed into viewing peep shows as well. Again, the support group, they supported him and showed him a great deal of respect for being able to share such personal struggles. Breaking Free Activity 11 Dr. Glover suggests an extended trip. Breaking out of your normal routine, getting out to a place that's new to you and where no one knows your name. So I wouldn't suggest Cheers in Boston. Joking aside, getting to new surroundings can really help you recognize who you are abstracted from where you are. He suggests you take this time to do some journaling and really reflect. I'm going to try and see if I can pull something off in the near future. Mayhap even a trip to my grandmother's lake house in Wisconsin. I'm an aspiring writer, so it could also afford me some time to work on my novel. Shedding Your Old Skin As you release your toxic shame and start looking for your own approval, there are things that you're going to realize. You are not bad. You don't have to do anything to win the approval of others. You don't have to hide your flaws or mistakes. People can love you for being you. These are all things you begin to realize, and honestly, I can feel some of these things already. 
I work in an elementary school. I don't think I've mentioned that I actually have a new job. And this year, I've actually been able to truly be myself. I can be the genuine goofball that I used to be. And I feel quite fulfilled with the job that I'm doing. In many ways, the positivity that I'm feeling in my employment is carrying over to my life. And I hope that I'm putting forth that energy into the world. When I slip up, I recognize that everyone makes mistakes. And sometimes my judgment, it's flawed. But at the end of the day, it isn't the end of the world. I'm not the problem. It is not me to contradict Taylor Swift. If you break out of your shell of self-criticism and negativity, your charisma can shine through. Instead of trying to blend in and not being noticed for fear of reprisal, you can open yourself up for a level of intimacy more akin to what you truly desire. That's something I truly believe, and that is something I would have ridiculed myself for saying in the past. Every bit of growth is a victory. So embrace them as they come. This brings us to the end of chapter 3 and the end of this episode. I think I felt this whole chapter was a bit daunting and I really don't think I had been ready to share as much as I did. As I wrote this episode, I found myself finding the strength and making connections to more recent events that truly brought everything together. Next up is chapter 4 and it's all about making your needs a priority which includes speaking up for yourself. So look forward to that one in the near future. I'd also like to remind you that the show is actually hosted on Substack. So if you head over to dematic.substack.com, that's D-M-A-T-I-Q dot substack.com, you can subscribe to the Dematic Dispatch, a publication all about technology, education, mental health, and movies. You can also find me on Twitter at Dematic. Until next time, thanks for listening.